Hi, my name's Josh, and I'm so glad that you're joining us on our Grace Church podcast. At Grace Church, we are all about knowing God and reflecting His way. I hope this sermon will do just that, by feeding your mind with the knowledge of God and engaging your heart to live a life reflecting His grace and truth. For those of you who don't know, today is Trinity Sunday. So I want you to listen up. I'm about to explain the Trinity clearly, concisely, a way you'll never forget, you'll never have questions again. Just kidding, of course. It's also Father's Day, though, so I'd like to start us with a little bit of a story. A couple weeks ago, I mentioned in my sermon that I recently got engaged. What I didn't mention, and what many of you probably don't know, is that I've actually been engaged before just never married. My first engagement ended in a long, slow decline of the relationship until we called it off. By the time it finally ended, I had moved to Florida, away from all my friends and anything familiar. I was in my first year of grad school, and my beloved grandmother had just died. To be frank, it was a hellish season of life. A few weeks later, I was driving home and I stopped for gas, only to discover that the gas gauge on my car had broken. Now, I happened to be living with my parents at the time, and when you walk into my parents' house, my dad's office is immediately on your right. So, when I discovered that my gas gauge had called it quits, kind of like my love life, I drove the few miles back to my parents' house walked in, went straight to my dad, who was sitting at his desk, sat on his lap, and started crying. In that moment, when it felt like everything was falling apart, even my car, what I needed was my dad. My gas gauge giving up the ghost was the final straw, and I felt like I had nothing left to give. No strength, no energy, no more endurance, nothing. I couldn't keep going on my own. I needed my dad. We were never made to go through this life alone. We were never made to be strong enough on our own. We were made to be dependent, to do life in community. We were made in the image of the Trinity, God's community of love within himself. On Father's Day, which again, as I mentioned, happens to coincide with Trinity Sunday this year. Fathers serve as a particularly good example of how we were meant to rely on each other. Not everyone has a good father, but even so, all of us know good fathers. We know how, at their best, fathers offer their families love, strength, protection, encouragement, comfort, and often, way too many dad jokes. There's a reason God chose the term father to describe his relationship to us. Because the truth is, as much as we need other people to make it through this life well, other people will never be enough. Even the best community will never be enough. They will never be able to fully plumb the terrifying depths of our heartbreaks with us. 
They will never fully share the unimaginable, breathtaking heights of our joys with us. They will never have patience enough for all the shifts and turns of daily emotions and stressors and surprises. They will never fully meet our needs. Because let's be honest, we all have our own needs and heartbreaks and joys that consume us, even when we want to be there, heart and soul, for a friend or a loved one. We need God. We need the love, strength, protection, encouragement, comfort, and yes, even humor of our Heavenly Father. We are made to be dependent, but not just on other people, most especially on God. C.S. Lewis wrote, God designed the human machine to run on himself. He himself is the fuel our spirits were designed to burn, or the food our spirits were designed to feed on. Let me read that one more time for you. God designed the human machine to run on himself. He himself is the fuel our spirits were designed to burn, or the food our spirits were designed to feed on. If you run out of gasoline, a car won't run on water. It's not designed to. A human can't run on anything other than God. And when we try to run on anything else, we end up relying on other things, we make them idols, and they never really satisfy. The Christian life is a life lived in and through the Trinity. And this isn't news. This isn't breaking headlines. It's not an exciting new discovery. Paul wrote to the Roman Christians about this in the first century. The Christians in Rome found the Christian life to be hard, and they needed God to make it through each day. First of all, life in Rome at all, Christian or otherwise, was hard. In ancient times, cities were places of dirt, filth, disease. They had neither the sanitation nor the medication we have now, and disease outbreaks were common. And if that weren't enough, then there was the legal system, which was strongly favored biased in favor of the wealthy. People died constantly, and very few people cared. But life was even harder for Christians than it was for others, because they were marginalized, rejected by society for being atheists, because they didn't believe in more than one God. People would look for someone to blame whenever anything went wrong, and Christians were easy scapegoats. They were different. They were marginalized. And most of all, most of them were poor. Who better to pick on? Life for Christians in ancient Rome was incredibly hard. So when Paul writes about suffering in the passage we read today, he's not talking about a hangnail. He's not talking about someone unfriending you on social media. He's talking about profound and almost constant pain and struggle the fear of being in a holding cell awaiting trial and death, or the fear for your loved one who's in that cell instead. In moments like that, moments of desperation, it is so much easier to see our need for help, to see that we are made to be dependent, just like I was acutely aware of my need for my dad when it felt like all of my life was falling apart. So writing to Christians in the midst of terrible suffering Paul reminds them who to turn to. And then he says the most sensible thing. 
we also boast in our sufferings. Okay, actually, that's not sound sensible at all. What is there to boast about in that sort of suffering? Why should anyone boast in being despised, rejected, devalued, and attacked? Paul tells us, we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us. And here's the part where the Trinity comes in. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. This love of God is the same love that is mentioned in John 3.16, for God so loved the world. The love of the Father, a love so great, he sent his only Son to die for us. How do we experience the Father's love in the midst of our suffering? How does that love guarantee the hope we develop and grow into? Through the work of the Spirit, who pours that love into our hearts and sanctifies us through suffering. Paul is reminding the Romans who to turn to when life is too much. He is reminding them who they can really depend on. But their dependence on the Trinity is more than just the voluntary, conscious turning to God in moments of acute need or suffering. The very state of being they are in that allows them to turn to God in the first place, that very state of being is dependent on the Trinity. Because as Paul writes at the beginning of the passage, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. Our good relationship with the Father is only possible because of the work of the Son. He is the one who has justified us. He is the one who gives us access, as the Bible says elsewhere, to approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. The Son gives us entrance into this life of communion with God. He earns forgiveness for us and grants us God's grace. The Father's incomprehensibly great love for us. He gives us hope. If he sent his son to die for us, we can be guaranteed that his love will not fade away or be cut off. It gives us hope because if he loves us enough to send his son, that love will never run out. And it is the Spirit who pours that love into our hearts on a daily basis. The life of the Christian is inescapably, unalterably Trinitarian. We live and breathe in the power and grace and love of the Trinity. A dependence we, like the Roman Christians, become acutely aware of in our moments of need, but that is there all the time, even when we don't realize it. Where are you turning when life is hard? Who are you depending on most? It's good to have interdependent relationships with your community. Don't get me wrong. Please have friendships. I'm not discouraging that. But your ultimate dependence should be on God. Remember the C.S. Lewis quote I read? We are made to run on God just like machines are made to run on fuel. If you are relying on anything or anyone more than you are relying on God, it just won't work. It won't be enough 
Only God can fully hold you up, fill you with that love, give you that joy. I'm inviting you today on Father's Day to turn to your Heavenly Father more, to approach him with all the boldness that comes from knowing that you are living in a state of grace, thanks to Jesus' work on your behalf, and that Jesus is always interceding for you. To approach your Heavenly Father empowered by the Holy Spirit who dwells within you. What does it look like to rely on God like that? It means praying, and it means trusting. Praying frequently and honestly with an openness to what God may say to you. And trusting that his love for you is so great that whatever happens, he will never leave you nor forsake you. So when you feel that spike of fear or worry or anxiety, pray. When you wonder if God really cares, remember that he cared enough to die for you. And when God does good and wonderful things in your life, when he provides or blesses you in unexpected ways, make a note of it, write it down, and then revisit that note as often as you need to, to remind yourself what it's a little harder to see. Rely on God, rely on the Trinity. Even prayer is a Trinitarian act. You pray to the Father in the name of the Son through the power, prompting, and presence of the Spirit. Rely on God. Pray, trust, remind yourself of his goodness, his character, and his promises. To be honest, at times, when things have gotten hard, I've had trouble really, really believing that God wanted good things for me, that his love wasn't distant or, shall we say, extremely pragmatic, that I mattered to him. And it made it a lot harder for me to rely on him during those times. Perhaps you've had the same struggle. One of the best antidotes to that fear and doubt, one of the best ways to help us feel confident in relying on God, is to remember what it means when we call him our Father. I once heard it explained this way. Who would dare to wake up a powerful king in the middle of the night to ask for a glass of water? Who could do that without fear? Who would do that boldly? Only one person could. Only one person could wake up a king just to ask for a glass of water. That king's child. That is our relationship with God, the all-powerful king of the universe. We are the children that can disturb him at any time with even our small, seemingly inconsequential wants and needs. And we can not only disturb him without fear, but he will care. He does care. He wants us to. Thanks be to God, the holy three in one, who loves us even more than the best of earthly fathers love their children. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for adopting us through the work of Jesus to be your children. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for inviting us to call you Father. Thank you for your care and your interest and your love for us in day-to-day -day life and how you carry us and support us, give us joy and fill us with your spirit. And I pray that as we go out of here today, as we go into this week and as we go into the rest of our lives, that you would help us always to grow in our understanding of what it means that we get to call you Father. 
us in Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening. To find out more about what's going on here at Grace Church, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, on our website, graceocala.org, or, of course, on our campus here in sunny Ocala, Florida. Go in peace.